Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nitty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. It's the Roy the Rovers uh, issue of the 9th of October 1982 that we're looking at this week. It says across the top of the front cover, the top paper for all football fans. Now, there can be no dispute in that at all there. That's a fucking very uh, bold statement. The top paper for all football fans. No one can argue with that. Seemingly. Yeah, I mean, it's a statement of... I mean, usually on the cover of a mag, you'd go for something that was based more in fact, like you'd say award-winning or voted mm. number one best this football just, fan magazine. But they've just gone, fuck it, we'll just say yeah. it. Yeah, with top... Sue us, if this you can, the top one. if you dare. Yeah. yeah, we are the top one. If it goes to a court of law, good luck trying yeah, to fucking... Yeah, our lawyers pr- are fucking yeah. nails. It's it's a, it's a, a expression of a subjective opinion. We are not claiming that anyone else has said that about us. It's not what we're saying. Yeah, and then they've backed that up with the front front cover picture, which I didn't send to you, but I'll show you it now. I don't know if yeah. you can see that. Is that Michelle Platini? Is it fuck? No, it's Russell Osman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a France shirt, but it was an Ipswich shirt. No, they are similar. It's, not. it's Russell Osman. This is the top paper for all football fans, right? And it's got Don't Russell ask Osman. us. Ask Russell fucking Osman. See what and he his, says. And his representatives who've kindly allowed us to use this photograph. <laughs> and it says on the front, it says, The Sunshine Boys. And then there's a caption, and it says, Action from the four-team tournament in Florida this summer, titled The Sunshine International Series. Ooh, it says, Ipswich Town took part, and here, Russell Osman evades a tackle by a Sao Paulo player from Brazil. Another Brazil is featured on this popular sign, please, pages inside. So, they're giving us, on the top paper for all football fans, they're giving us a picture from a pre-season friendly in Florida, <laughs> and it's got Russell Osman, and they haven't even got the dignity to find out the name of the Sao Paulo player. Some fucking lad from Brazil. Some, some Brazilian cunt, don't know his name. That's not Carlos important. Carlos Kickerball, I call him. This is a British fucking paper. We're not interested. Fans. So, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes this must have been a week when one of the illustrators, David Skew, for example, was uh, otherwise occupied. It's probably a weird drawing nudes. So, uh, yeah, there we are, the Sunshine Boys. Yeah, maybe they were just experimenting to see what would happen with sales if they put pitches on. I don't know what year shoot and match started, but I'm going to try and find out because maybe that was a challenge to Roy the Rovers. Shoot was well established in the 70s, but I think match came along in about 79, I think. Match was like the the new kid on the block and it was kind of... New kid on the block. Yeah, and shoot was a bit stuffy by comparison and match was a bit... The design on match was kind of more modern. And, uh, I was always mostly exciting. a shoot man myself. Well, yeah, I was I was both. I just devoured 
magazines. I think I must have had like really generous parents who just indulged me. My my that. best mate was a, was into match, and I was into shoot. And I'm mm. not joking, right? We will still get into that a little bit <laughs> because that's the nature of our relationship. Although we're sort of good friends, we're very very adversarial about yeah. things, right? <laughs> And we're not so bad anymore, but certain things will come up like that. And we'll just be sort of pretending it's a joke, but mm. it will quite quickly descend. Like, okay, yeah, well, shoot was always the better mag, wasn't it? And he'd, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, Match had Match Facts and the League Ladders, which they did much better than the equivalents in Shoot. And let's see, mm. you know, we've done a whole fucking hour on arguing about it. And, you know, ultimately life's too short, really, isn't it? When you get to our age. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, okay. 1979, match was launched. Um, Kevin Keegan was the first cover star and he supported the magazine with his column, Learned to Play the Keegan Way. I mean, there you go. It's just launched. It's got Kevin Keegan doing a column in it. It's 1979. What more could you want? The first mm. issue came with an 80-page sticker album. Fucking hell. Fucking injected it in my veins. Here. Exactly. They have not fucked yeah. about here. Um, That's IPC, the same company as Roy the Rovers. At least it's became, I don't know if it started as that, but it certainly was by the end. Match was an IPC magazine. And they've yeah. not, that, so they would have had a lot of money behind them, right? It's a big fucking company. And they'd have been like, right, we're not going to fuck about. We're about to park our tanks on shoots lawn, right? But yeah. we cannot, do not fucking, sh- if, you, if you shoot for the king, you better not miss, yeah? <laughs> so I do not want any fucking around. I, here's what I want. I want a Kev- I want you to sign Kevin Keegan, whatever it fucking takes. Speak to that fella who works for him doing all his commercial deals. <laughs> that guy, that old man who did all his commercial work when we watched the documentary. Speak to him. Get the deal done. And I want a 50, no, 60, no, fuck it, 80-page sticker album, free with issue one. It's a lost leader, lads. Yes, yeah, it'll cost us a lot of money. We're going to lose a quarter of a million quid, but... It'll be worth it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it didn't actually overtake Shoot's sales figures until the 90s. So there you go. Fucking hell. Was, uh, Shoot was entrenched at the top of the top of the charts. Shoot was very... I've, I've got a bunch of eight mid-80s shoots I bought off of eBay recently. I'm, I haven't really had a proper session on them yet, but um, I'm sure there'll be some mm. great content in there for I us. I think that's probably where I'm headed eventually, now that I've got all the Royal yeah. Rovers from 79 to 89. Pathetic, but uh, I'll do something on you. Um, You've got to spend it on something, mate. Yeah, can't take it with you. Yeah. So, um, oh, there's actually an advert in this issue of Roy the Rovers for Shoot, and it says Shoot's top 20 All Stars collection, and it's uh, collector cards, and you get four more free this week, and you get Ian Rush, Leighton James, Mal Donaghy, and John McDonald. I don't know who John McDonald is. No, I never heard of him. I think he, oh, he looks like he played for Rangers, so that's probably why I don't I, know. Matt Donaghy was good, though, and it was one of my favourite uh, commentary moments when I was a kid watching the match, and mm. the co-commentator was Laurie McMenemy, and Brian Moore, whoever it is, said, Donaghy back, and there was a pause, and Laurie McMenemy went, Donaghy kebab. <laughs> 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 which is like quite funny you, you don't really associate Laurie McMenemy with humour no or with Donna Kebabs mm. so yeah I love sure Donna Kebabs he, he's more of a pint of prawns man isn't he 
Yeah. Shoot, we're giving away cards that week. And also, uh, the Manchester United team group in full colour, plus club call. And also, this might have been why you got into um, to shoot, the Trevor Brooking story. Oh. What about that? What a story. I had the Trevor Brooking story. Or I had his autobiography on audiobook. <laughs> oh, did he read it? I used to listen to it in the car. Very relaxing. Did he read it himself, did he? Yeah. Oh, and, and then, of course, uh, I didn't score any with my head, but the irony was on uh, in the cap final, I did, it cross came over and I did end up heading it in. I think the score was one then in the end. <laughs> someone bought that. I'd like to claim that was when I was a kid, but someone bought that for me when I was at university and I used to stick it on in the car when I was driving back and forth from London to Brighton. What stick was a it bit on, of like fucking brooking on in the motor. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so there we are. Uh, where are we? We're into the Roy the Rover story for that week, 9th of October 1982. Uh, and it begins by telling us Rovers' startling defeat in the opening match of the season was partially due to the loss of form of striker Kenny Logan. But after a Melchester A-team match in which Logan outshone Rockford's flashy young forward Andy Locke, Roy made for the Rockford dressing room. And he is, he's going in, he hasn't even knocked. He's going in, and Blackie looks incredulous. Right. <laughs> going in. Cox out. <laughs> Back straight, Cox out. Racy's here. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let the dogs see the rabbits. Come on. In a line. <laughs> Legend in the building. Legend in the building. Alert, alert. Biggest of smallest. Make it easy for me. <laughs> right, let's see. Blackie, hand me my specs. <laughs> hand me my jeweller's eyepiece. <laughs> yeah, fuck me, I think I'm going to need it for some of these lads by the looks of it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Blackie looks incredulous. He says, Roy, why are you going in there? As Kenny Logan popped in for a chat with the Rockford players. What? <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Logan's just popping in for a chat. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, fuck, well, I. This is completely unscheduled and unorthodox. Why? Are you the Rockford manager now? Have I got a call oh, you know I'm a creature of routine. <laughs> I get very disturbed when you change your usual routine. <laughs> I think I'll just piss my pants again, Roy. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Right, um, you know how we always pack by your lunch when we go away in my little box and it's four <laughs> cucumber sticks, two of them little tomatoes and one baby bell. But then one time you put in an extra cucumber stick right, <laughs> and, and one less mini cu- tomato and I just didn't perform that day on the pitch because it threw me. Yeah, he does. He looks absolutely fucking bewildered and befuddled by all of this. And uh, Roy says, so he says, as Kenny Logan popped in for a chat with the Rockford players. And uh, Roy says, not as far as I know, Blackie. And then we get a close-up of Roy's head because it's a very, it's quite a long speech that he's doing. He says, uh, Kenny still isn't sharp enough. He'll need a few more games with the reserves before I consider him ready for a first-team return. I'll have a word with him later. So, uh, I mean, this is the first game of the fucking season. What's Kenny Logan been doing pre-season? 
And why is Roy not overseen the fact that Kenny Logan isn't sharp enough at the beginning of the season? It's just not good enough. Um, and he walks in, walks into the Rockford dressing room, points at Andy Locke, uh, who is Rockford's flashy young forward. He says, it's that chap I'm concerned with at the moment. <laughs> it's like, I've come to take you away. <laughs> You're mine now. <laughs> <laughs> you, laughing boy, come here. You play for the Rovers now. Say goodbye to your pals. <laughs> and Blackie thinks, Andy Loch, I don't believe it. Um, it's quite a, a gregarious looking scene in that dressing room there. There's some Yeah, they look like they're, they're having quite a good laugh, yeah. Yeah, there's one of the guys with a green pair of slacks and a green tie around his open Come on, lads, that was a great game. Let's hit the disco. yeah. yeah. It was a great game because it was A-team level. It doesn't really matter. So who cares whether we won or lost? Hmm. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lost count. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's come to claim Andy Locke. Uh, it says, Roy, sort, sort out the Rockford manager. <laughs> Roy just says, mind if I have a word with young Andy, Brian? <laughs> what? Fuck it. This is how it works. Really alpha him. I've come to tap him up. Stand uh, aside. Uh, what's the name of your best player? I can't... Just fucking show me where he is. I need to go and buy him off you. <laughs> um, yeah. Mind if I have a word with young Andy Bryan? And Bryan says, I wish you would, Roy. I can't seem to get through to him. All that skill and speed, but he just won't blend into the team. And he isn't very popular. <laughs> Oh, God, this scene's horrible. Yeah. And it's worth pointing out, I think it is relevant to tell the readers that he is the only brown-skinned yes. person in this dressing room. Yes. Which, is, which considering the era as well, yeah. and the sort of tropes that the coach plays upon there by going, he's got speed and skill, skill and speed. but he doesn't yeah. fit into team. True. I just I don't know. There's something problematic about this, and this still happens. This still happens to this day. The the, the trope around black players now is that they are athletic somehow. Yeah, that still gets used a lot. So yeah, the language changed. is well, very often yeah. iffy. Pierce, Pierce and power. They'll say, won't mm. they? Mm. Yeah, um, it just won't blend into the team. Oh my god, <laughs> and he isn't very popular. And what's he done? He's just knocked someone's stuff off the bench um, he's clumsy as well by the looks of it uh, he's alright but he's clumsy as fuck and I uh, and there's just no room for a clumsy cunt in my dressing room <laughs> he's got pace and power oh he's fucking clumsy <laughs> too much pace and power sometimes um, so yeah he knocks some stuff off and his teammate goes hey watch it Andy that's my gear you're dumping on the floor that must be the goalkeeper, because Andy then says, sorry, pal, I keep forgetting you've got a bad back from all those goals you let in tonight. Whoa. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> Have that, cunt. Yeah. There's more where that came from as well. <laughs> well you useless twat. Yeah. <laughs> I like him. I like him. And then one of the other players comes over and he goes, at least he kept trying, Locke, which is more than you did. And Andy Locke says, so what? What's the good of putting myself about for you lot? You wouldn't know a decent opening if you saw one. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Fuck you now. I like him. I like him. I like his sass. So, so over the page there, 
and um, Roy steps in. Hello, I am Roy Race. How can I be of assistance? Uh, <laughs> I believe right. there's a little problem here. sorted out? <laughs> if there's a fucking party to be had, I'm the fucking ref, right? <laughs> now, this is how we run things at Melchester. Out on the couples, one punch each, and he goes first. <laughs> Come on. Blackie, we've got a fight on. Make the arrangements. Blackie will be running the book on my behalf. Get your Polaroid camera out. I want to see this. I'm going to keep it. Posterity. And Roy, uh, yeah, Roy weirds in, and he says, you should try creating a few openings, son. Beating three men in a row isn't much use if it gives the defence time to recover. <laughs> one, of, one of the fucking Rockford player goes, yeah, that's it, Roy, you tell him. <laughs> this is hey, getting out of hand. Fuck off. Yeah, no one asked you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, it's I'm a private conversation, cunt. <laughs> not any fucker comes up and speaks to Roy Race willy-nilly. I'm not a fucking member of the public. <laughs> Blackie, yeah, get rid of this cunt, will you? <laughs> <laughs> no problem, all right. <laughs> puts Come his with me, you cheeky his, bastard. Puts his handkerchief over his face, snuffs about. <laughs> Time to go to sleep, little man. <laughs> sleep tight, my sweet prince. <laughs> sleep, perchance to dream. <laughs> <laughs> the candy colour man they call the sand man <laughs> oh, what's going on jalapeño millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy that's just not who I am but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Jalapeño. I love to watch them drift away. The sudden realization in their eyes just before they go on to Roy. It's magical. There's a fear. There's a fear, but an excitement to it as well. Absolute panic. <laughs> Mixed with hysteria. Fucking of course, they've all that. heard the stories. They've all heard the stories and they've never known for sure whether they're true. 
And then at the very last nanosecond you see in their eyes the recognition. It's happening. It's they happening know. to me now. I know. <laughs> the stories are true. <laughs> well, it's too late by then. Ah, sleepy time. There, there. Daddy, make it better. <laughs> Next thing they know, Roy, they're waking up in the woods in a box. Underneath all that earth, right? All right, Blackie, shut up. I know what happens. You don't have to fucking broadcast it. You know, the it's so dark. It must be down. dead dark inside that box once we finish burying it, Roy. That's the fucking point, you idiot. You're not meant to come back up. <laughs> uh, apologies if this is triggering anyone. Um, yeah. So he says, that's it, Roy. You tell him. Uh, Roy says, oh, I've got a lot to tell him. Why don't you come and see me on my office on Monday morning, Andy? Then we can have a really long chat. And Andy's face is just gone from um, aggression to just surprise and delight, really. He says, who? He's me? doing this under the nose of Andy's current manager. Yeah, he's just walked in and says, I'm having him. Yeah. Come to my, come to my office. Don't worry, that cunt over there. I'll sort him. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the Rockford manager's quite happy. Yeah. Um, so um, it says, yeah, later as Roy and Blackie drove back to Melchester, Blackie's still confused by all of this. Roy, that kid isn't just a greedy player. He's a troublemaker. Surely you're not thinking of signing him on. <laughs> Roy, um, Roy, he's not going to be a new number one, is he? Oh, right, I saw the way you looked at him, Roy. You were batting those huge, luscious eyelashes of yours at him. Don't think I didn't notice. <laughs> Tell me what you're thinking, Roy. I hated when you were quiet in the car. <laughs> Roy, is it because I, I put on a couple of pounds recently, is that it? <laughs> I can't help him, Roy. The missus has been cooking me pies. Is it because I'm getting older, Roy? I'm sorry it happens to all of us. <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes, Roy. I'll go on a diet, but I'll be serious this time as well. It won't be one of those ones that only lasts a couple of days. I'll stick to it this time. I'll be reading about this thing called calinetics as well. <laughs> How about we go to a concert together or something, Roy? So something different. I can get us a couple of tickets for books, Fizz. What do you think of what that? What about if we went to one of them health farms for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you know where you just wear your, your fluffy dressing gown the whole time. And your flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love flip-flops, Roy, do you? No, <laughs> it don't matter, Roy. <laughs> I'll stop talking now, Roy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Told me to get in the boot, Roy. <laughs> please he don't says, sign him, Roy. Just please, for says, me, don't sign him. He says, He's so uh, clumsy. He says, surely you're not thinking of signing him on. And Roy says, why not, Blackie? He says, you said much the same thing when I signed on. I was super brat Vic Guthrie. And what is he now? Well, a few months ago, he was a murder suspect, but... 
Uh, he was says, on the suspicion for murder him trying to murder me. Sure, <laughs> but it turned out it weren't him, so... <laughs> so everything's all right. Um, uh, uh, Blackie says, uh, the uh, best centre-back in the country, but... Blackie had still to be convinced he was, he was dropped off at his house. Um, and he's thinking there as Roy drives off, there's no better judge of a player than you, Roy, but you're making a big mistake this time. Well, we'll see, won't we? Um, next frame, it says, but Andy Locke was soon forgotten the following Saturday as Melchester took a new look team to Carford for a league match. So they've had one match back in the, the first division. They lost it. So he's just overhauled the entire fucking thing. Well, he hasn't really. It says the Lampards are in the crowd saying, Race has made two changes from the team that was thrashed by Holverton. Um, and someone else isn't very happy because he says, Nat Grandad Gosden is still in midfield. And then we see a new player here, look. Glenn Ritchie, a bargain buy from a Scottish second division club, replaces Kenny Logan on the right wing. Who's this cunt in the crowd explaining all this? Like he's a commentator. Um, and who's Glenn Ritchie when he's at home? And what it doesn't look like any other players either. Most of them you can see they're derived from one of the other players at some some stage. But Glenn Ritchie looks, uh, don't know. It's a bit like Steve Harley at the Cockney Rebel. But then, get a load of this. And there's a real veteran in goal, Tubby Morton. Oh, Tubby Morton, Tubby Morton. Morton. The that's a real throwback. In the 60s and 70s, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. Um, and the, this, the so-called know-it-all in the crowd knows fuck all here because he says, I wonder how old he is. Another one says, Well, you cares? were supposed to be the fucking expert. You tell exactly. us, cunt. Who cares? Tubby's been turning in some solid performances for the reserves just lately. Um, so who's he dropped then? He must have, He's dropped Walter Williams, hasn't he? Because Charlie Carter's still injured. Yeah, well, this Williams. bloke sounds like in the crowd. He sounds like the sort of cunt who reads the whole programme every week. <laughs> programme! Programme! Good, I'll settle down. I like to get there an hour and a half early so I can sit and read the whole programme cover to cover. Read the manager's letter. <laughs> um, oh, they've got a they've got an update of what's been happening in the reserves. <laughs> well, they seem to have omitted to put their ages, which I find very troublesome. I'll write a letter to the editor. <clears throat> um, so yeah, Tubby Tubby Morton's there, and um, we've got one of the Carford players making a comment. Before it kicks off, he says, So, Roy is gambling on a blend of youth and experience to get the Rovers out of the rut. Which is what you would say to your teammates before you're about to play a professional football match, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and Roy thinks, And let's hope it works, Racy, or your head will really be on the block. As if. Fucking unsackable, isn't he? Well, We've already so. seen that. Some uh, of the shenanigans he's got away with. Yeah, how, how far can he look? run though it says will Racy's latest changes bring dividends see next week how many marks out of 10 are you giving that because I'm giving that a 9 so oh, I'm going to give it a 9 I enjoyed that Um, yeah there's not a lot else in this edition apart from if I can just find it an advertisement which caught my eye Sam and it's an mm. advertisement for the National Playing Fields Association which oh. I wasn't aware of the existence of 
I don't um, think that exists anymore, does it? I, I don't think so. They were turning them into houses, didn't they? Mm. I'll read it out. Where do you play? Are you lucky enough to have a playing field at school or a place near home where you can kick a ball about or build a den? Too many children in urban areas have nowhere to play that is safe from traffic. Too often the only bit of grass has signs like Keep off! or No ball games allowed! Children in the country are prevented from playing freely because of the dangers from chemicals and machinery. They put chemicals and machinery in um, italics as if they're sort of fanciful words. Yeah. Like colloquialisms. Over over 50 years ago, the National Playing Fields Association was formed by the Duke of York, later George VI. Prince Philip is now National Playing Field Association president nowadays. NPFA believed then and believes now that every child has the right to play because play is children's preparation for the future. Only by playing together and with grown-ups can children learn about life and living. As youngsters, we all experiment through play. Oh, fuck, where's this going? Uh, it says, games like cops and robbers, mothers and fathers, doctors Ooh. and nurse. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> are the natural way we developed. Jesus. By swinging further and climbing higher, children get excitement and learn about their own limitations. Above all, play is having fun. Play is having fun. <laughs> play, you cunts. Play. Play. Away from the chemicals and the machinery. Uh-huh. Play with all your might, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> play to your limits. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. And, uh, yeah, the NFPA has got uh, advisors who work with vol- voluntary organisations. They, they get grants to help get new pr- new player projects. Play Times, a magazine for the world of play, is produced six times a year. I wonder if there's any copies of that on eBay. Look that, that sounds brilliant. Around. That sounds like our, some of our ideas for magazines, like Get Amongst It. Yeah. And, and yeah. Did we, yeah, like Mucking About magazines, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then at the bottom of it, there's a picture of Roy. Well, I don't know who's drawn this. It doesn't look much like him, but it's a kind of a picture of Roy. And he says... Uh, can you help NPFA make sure that one day every child will be able to pray f- play freely and safely? Will you help in the campaign to increase understanding of why play is so important to children? If you send a small donation, however small, you'll be helping children play. And then there right, is... Ten pence. Send ten pence. <laughs> that, that can help a kid play. Mind you, I wouldn't give my fucking youngest Mongo any fucking coins to play because he'll fucking swallow it. I've seen him do it. Number of times I've had him down casually. He swallowed. He had three fifty p's ready for the pool table at the feathers, and I fucking turned away for a second. The comp had reached out of his cage and swallowed all three of them. In the I end, had the to lads wa- had down to, to casually. We had to give him a load of fucking cod liver oil, wait for him to shit them out, so I could wash them off and get, still get down the pub before closing. In the end, the lads and lasses down a casualty and they got me to go on a course so I could do the Hamlet manoeuvre. They said, it's not worth you coming down here every week. <laughs> Just sort it out yourself. So then there's... I tell um, you, you fucking a... shake the little cunt and he rattles with change. Like a fucking fruit machine. <laughs> I banged him on the head once and he choked up about five bob. <laughs> Came fucking flying out of his gob, it did. <laughs> And then there's a little form there where you put your name and address, signature of parent or guardian, uh, and a little box where it says donation. And I guess you're supposed to put a cheque in the post. Never send cash in the post. Um, and yeah, you can donate to the National Plainfields Association. 
I'm definitely going to go and what copy What would that you say if we do play magazine, which we should? What What would you say were the your top three plays? Top three players or playings? It was always football, but the most yeah. memorable one for me was the time when there was a burnt out car on the football field up the road from us, mm. and that was there for about a month before it got took away, and we just played in that endlessly. An actual yeah, fucking right. car that you could play in, and it was it was intact. Get your stick, steering wheel. Um, a couple of the seats have been removed, but yeah, that was the best thing ever. You just put one of them in every field in the land. Burnt out car. So football, burnt out car. Yeah. Do you want to nominate a third? I always shied away from the perils of high trees and things like that. I never liked climbing trees. Right. I was a delicate child. Um, don't know. Now, what about you? Well, digging is obviously number one. Digging. BMX. BMX was, was good, yeah. Uh, I like football, digging, mm-hmm. and general mischief. General mischief. Going back to the BMX, the BMX thing was a good, or, or bikes or similar, was a good excuse to play uh, chips. Because, of course, yes. chips, they rode around on the mm. motorbikes. You could pretend you were chips. Um, so that was good. I used to ride around my local area pretending in my mind that I was a vigilante, sort mm. of like Batman, but on a BMX. Yeah. Just like, on your own? Yes, just sometimes on my own, yeah. yeah. I do a lot of like solo play. Dig, yeah. I'd very often be digging on my own. Like My main local mate was Darren from next door, the one whose dad boasted about his, his absentee father who worked in the sewers. Yeah. Um, but if he wasn't about, I'd just ride about on my own around the local area, have a little look around and sort of, if I saw older kids up to no good or whatever, Mm. I'd sort of, sometimes I'd like, (laughs) sometimes I'd see some older kids, right, but from a distance. So I'd ride at one one end of the street and I'd see right up the other end of the street some Mm. kids like maybe smoking or whatever. Yeah, furtively because they'd be hoping they wouldn't be seen or caught or heard. Yeah, and I sometimes I would do shit like shout wankers, and then like, <laughs> and then like when they then when they look around and saw me, I'd fucking cycle off Thank really God. quick because you get so excited. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You'd get yeah, that sort of frisson, wouldn't you? Of like being fuck, they might come and get me now. And keep yeah, me come come unstuck a few times doing that. Wow. Obviously, Jesus Christ, quite an admission. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never done that. Um, well, anyway, yeah, I like that's... to, you know, sometimes antagonise from a distance. There was a kid who lived at my mate's flats, and we really looked up to him because we thought he was a hard man. He was always bullshitting us. He was a bit older than us, and he was always like, yeah, talking about yeah. fucking. He was the sort of cunt who reckoned he had a cousin in America who sent him Star Wars figures that weren't even out here yet, and yeah. he was always boasting about a youth club that he went to where he like got off with girls. And we weren't sure whether to believe him. So one night we turned up at this youth club without telling him that we were going to turn up. Mm. And we got there and asked around and no one had heard of him. And he'd been making out that he was the right cock of the youth club, right? And Mm. he had like three or four different birds on the go. (laughs) And when we finally saw him, he was up on the roof. It was in a school, not my school, but in a school. (laughs) He was up on the roof having a fucking cigarette on his own. (laughs) <laughs> and we were like, oi! And he looked down, he was fucking fuming because we got him in, oi, where are all these girls then, you cunt? And he's gone, <laughs> cunts! And he's fucking run down and chased us. 
That was good. That was a good chase. Rumbled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could do that in play and we could get um celebrity guest each week, my best chase. Although again this is a podcast, <laughs> isn't it? We could do the podcast out of this. My <laughs> best chase. Now that actually is a good podcast. What's the best time you've been chased? I've been chased loads of times. I've got loads of stories like that. Everyone's had a few good yeah. chases in their life. Yeah, we'll see. I'm very rarely chased though. I'm not really someone who would chase someone else. Not you're not really. You're a chasey. You're a chasey. I am. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I just can't be asked. You know, let them. Let them fucking. What yeah. do I need to chase them for? Let them have their fun. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's it from this one. Um, we'll be back with more next week. Thanks for listening. Always play within your limits. <laughs> play, play, and play harder.